0: And I was super conscious that my intention was to fill a void, and again, I just really, really made the decision that I'm going to put me first. I'm going to love me first. I'm conscious and aware of all of these things, but I'm going to go ten times deep. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Manifesting Money Podcast. My name is Anita Aguilar. I am your host, as well as a money mindset coach, a manifesting expert, and so are you. And I'm going to show you how, and the CEO of a multi million dollar company, TT Manifestation. This podcast's purpose is to bring massive consciousness around the world of money manifestation. And we want to share our stories to truly help you understand that money is just energy, it's an unlimited resource that you can tap into at any given point in time. The way that you feel about money is how it shows up for you. So if you have the limiting belief that you have to work super hard for money, this podcast is for you. I'm going to be sharing the things that i personally learned the hard way, but I'm also going to be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and stories of those who truly healed their relationships with money and have mastered attracting abundance. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Oh, beautiful souls, Welcome back to the Manifesting Money Podcast and it is christmas time officially december so i am just super happy and grateful for each and every one of you um if you are new listener welcome 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 if you're a long-term listener welcome back i do want to remind you all to like and subscribe this podcast if it resonates with you makes you feel connected and safe and seen because that helps us get this message out to as many people as possible I'm going to be breaking down one of the biggest breakthroughs I have ever had and some really, really hard lessons that I've been learning with creating boundaries. So again, if you came to this episode today and you thought I was going to teach you how to save all of your money, (laughs) let's just say you're in for a treat and you are still meant to listen to this episode today. So take whatever resonates, leave whatever doesn't. And without further ado, let's get right to it. It's been fun doing a little break with this holiday music, but yeah, here is our official episode all about the most massive shift that I've ever had. So recap for all of the people who are new listeners, again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, How I love to communicate these stories is one, sharing my personal testimonies first, um, all of the scenarios that come up and where I'm realizing these things. I also really like relating it to movies. So today I'm actually going to be relating this episode to the Grinch. (laughs) I'm just having so much fun. I'm going to be relating this episode to the movie The Grinch. I'm also going to be talking about Mr. Miyagi. I hope I'm even saying that right. I've just always said it like that. With the Karate Kid, because I feel like my whole life in the past three months have been so related to everything in that movie as well. But I'm also going to give you some actionable tips and step-by-step processes at the end of this episode too. So again, take whatever re- resonates, leave whatever doesn't. But I truly believe that each and every one of you were meant to hear this episode today. So for the past three months, I have been working with a coach one-on-one for the very first time. I've invested probably over 60000 maybe even $70,000 into coaches, online programs, masterminds, but this is actually one of the first times that I've ever ever invested with working on working with someone one on one. Oh my gosh! And let me tell you. <laughs> Oh my goodness! It's like one of those things that you want, but you don't want, because then you're like really, really scared of what comes up. And that's kind of what my first month was working with Randy. So I'm also going to share her information because I'm just really, really grateful of all the things that we've been able to go through. But I also want to be vulnerable about the whole process because when I first met Randy, I met her at a networking event, and uh, we really hit it off. I was just kind of listening. To her, as she was having a conversation with somebody else, and I brought up something about dating because I knew she was a, she worked in the dating industry when it comes to coaching, and so I told her something. Um, again, super vulnerable that I'm not really scared of not finding the one, I'm scared of not being able to keep them. And she just looked at me and she said, That means you just don't love yourself, and I was like, Oh. <gasps> triggered um just attacked <laughs> as you can imagine and every part of me wanted to fight it but when she said it my whole body knew that it was true my eyes got watery um it with my heart literally hurt and my body felt heavy and I was like oh it's kind of one of those moments where I know she's right but I don't want her to be right because that's not true that's not true that's not true but it was And again, when you have somebody on the outside looking in who can not only recognize that, but tell you it. So that was kind of the beginning of our relationship. I've also had her on the podcast. Um, So if you all want to listen to that podcast too, I'm going to put it in the show notes. Oh my gosh. Now I have to re-listen to it all because I'm like, holy crap. I thought I knew what she was talking about before, but now I really know. (laughs) So anyway, I had her on the podcast and we talked about us coaching together, like her coaching me. And I believe we talked about it maybe one or two times, maybe two at most, and of me wanting to really work on love. When I get here in the city of love in New York City, this is a place of romance and just connection and feeling and just like, ugh. And I knew when I got here that I was going to start working on all of my not-so-shiny stuff when it comes to dating and just being open and being receptive. And I know this is the Manifesting Money podcast, but stick with me, guys. This all connects because it all money. Your relationship with money is your same relationship that you have with other people, your family, like all around. Last year, I was really, really working, or even in just San Diego in general, I was just working on myself and disconnecting from everybody else's beliefs of what I should be doing and really, really just focusing on what does Anita want. And it was my first time ever living alone. And I really worked on my money mindset, but then I got comfortable there working on my money mindset because I didn't want to work on different areas of my life. But I decided when I got here, I was going to work on it. And so when Randy reconnected with me, at first I was like oh yeah yeah we can do a partnership we can you know we can do collabs and stuff like that she's like oh no no no! I set up we set up this call so we could talk about us working together oh and I was like oh I don't know I don't know I don't know like just kind of pushing it off I need to know the logistics I need to know when's it gonna start how much is it just like all of the logistics from protecting me from saying yes or no um when really when she asked me I knew I wanted to say yes, but I was just so scared. I was so scared of what was going to come up. And I just didn't think that I was ready. So one, just so much gratitude towards Randy. Thank you. Really, thank you, Randy. Because she's seen it in me. She's seen it so clearly. And I was just so resistant, not only before we got started, but even that first month. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the stuff that I know, you know, and, well, you know, uh, is this even helping? And just all of these stories were coming up over and over and over again. I was super resistant. You know, my mind is telling me, well, Anita, you already know this stuff which is super ironic because if you actually work with me, it's actually one of the number one rules that I say in the beginning of all of my programs, that if you say you already know something, then you're actually blocking yourself from going 10 times deeper. And so that was the story that was coming up. Another story that was coming up, well, you know, is this even helping? I'm doing the steps I'm doing the, the little things on a daily basis, but I'm used to taking so much courses and so much online and so much homework. So when I only had these tiny little tasks, <laughs> I was getting super frustrated. Bringing up another <laughs> another movie here, Mr. Miyagi, you know, Karate Kid, and he's over here washing the windows, washing the windows. He's like, come on, dude, I know how to wash windows, right? And that was just the beginning of the process that I can see now from looking back. So month two with working with Randy, I just started to become super aware of what my pattern was. And that was like my main intention, especially with working with somebody on one-on-one. What is it that I don't see? Like there's something that I don't see. I don't know what it is. And when I decided to work with her, I was like, that's what I want. I really, really want to know what this pattern is, to become conscious, to be aware, and really just feel safe like I'm not running from anything anymore. And let me tell you. (laughs) when you ask for something you shall receive and what this looks like as we all know in this community is that your world is going to move and it's going to shake and it's going to rattle and it's going to look messy before it gets clean because it's creating space so month two i started to become very conscious that i was trying to save everybody I unconsciously somewhere down the line picked up the story that if I give my parents enough love, that I can save them. Or if I do X, Y, and Z for my sister, I can save her. Or if I give enough to my clients, I can save them. (laughs) <laughs> i have been feeling this so the first tangible example that i have with this is that when i went back home for a wedding um i remember my mom she's talking to people you know at this wedding and i'm constantly trying to save her i'm con- I'm trying to save her from saying something crazy from making other people upset or from like sharing all of her um Like, oversharing, and I'm just like, mom, don't say that. Mom, don't do that. Mom, 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 mom. And, like, I was just, again, so grateful I had somebody on the outside looking in to share this. Because, one, I'm sure all of you, (laughs) can maybe some sort of way um, realize where we maybe unconsciously do this, too. Even if it's not our mother or something X, Y, and Z. Because it was making me feel a certain way if she had to experience something so that was one tangible example another tangible example again after I made this decision uh that um I had a very very intense dream that my dad called me and he was facetiming me and he was just talking about oh I just spent five hundred dollars on dinner and just like laughing and laughing and laughing like (laughs) And I was like laughing, but in his eyes, I could see that he was crying and then just boom, there was like this huge, even in my dream, intuitive hit that that was his last meal. And that's why he spent $500 on food and he was joking about it. But when I realized that in my dream, I started crying and I turned to my sister, my little sister in my room, and I started crying crying. And then she started crying as if I just told her that my dad had passed away. And so I woke up that morning and I was literally just bawling tears. And I had a text message, bing, I actually woke up because of that text message, bing, from my sister. And so the first thing that I do in the morning, especially if I'm feeling super anxious, um, is I walk jump out of bed. I put clothes on really fast and I just get out the door. Brush my teeth 3 times. <laughs> I get out the door and I played that voice memo from my sister and she just said something about the holidays cuz she was planning to come down for for Thanksgiving. And then she said, "And Dad," she mentioned my dad in these plans, and I just started bawling. I started bawling all over again. Hyperventilating, crying on the street. People looking at me. I'm walking to the park and they're shooting a movie at the park, and I'm over here crying my eyeballs out. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I feel like I might have shared this story, but again, it really, really relates to everything that is coming up. And my sister just said, Anita, I think that this dream's about you. And I was like, oh, she's right. It is about me. My biggest. Fear. I can't save him. And so another, one last tangible thing, is that when my sister told me uh, that she couldn't come down for the holidays, we, um, I had the whole like kind of week planned out. My roommate wasn't gonna be here, and I was like, okay, we're gonna to do this. And the kids are, you know, between the ages zero. And eight years old where they're in theta, so we need to make sure that they have all these memories and that they have a lot of fun. So that way they don't have to experience the pain and suffering that I went through as a child. And again, I was trying to save them. So when my sister told me she wasn't coming, I took it so personal. And she was like, I don't understand why you're crying. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying either. (laughs) Like, I'm just crying and crying and crying. And my ego just wanted to take it so personal. And again, these are all things that I'm talking about with my coach, bringing up to the surface um, and really just looking at. So month three, fast forward. um, Now we're here with the holidays and I'm alone. My roommate is gone my sister didn't come so it was just me and I actually really really thrive being alone um, and I appreciate every everyone who reached out to me too because I, like, I think i voiced that on one of my social media so I got a lot of text messages and I got a lot of people messaging me and just saying oh I know you're alone for the holidays and you know if you need something or someone to talk to I'm here and so I just want to say thank you to all of those people you know who you are um but honestly I really really needed that time and I was really excited um because sometimes you just don't even know what you're feeling until you actually have time to like sit down and just not do anything so when I tell you guys I had like a whole (laughs) shift in the whole time that my my roommate was gone um in that five to six days and here's a little breakdown of it. So first I connected with a friend who you all know, Samaya. She was on my last podcast episode. And I just saw so much of myself in her. And like us being able to view each other at the same frequency, even say like, oh, she really, really loves herself. She really makes her decisions, especially when it comes to relationships out of love. And hearing her talk about her like witnessing how much love she's seen from her dad, showing to her mom, her standards. It just gave me permission to just really step into that. Um, and I'm releasing a lot of stuff when it comes to my, like the way I have relationships, like, for example, dating apps. And her living in that truth gave me permission to delete my dating app. And not that dating apps are bad because I really, really do love them and I think they're fun and exciting, but it's like, you have to be conscious and aware of your intentions behind everything. And I was super conscious that my intention was to fill a void. And again, I just really, really made the decision that I'm going to put me first. I'm going to love me first. I'm conscious and aware of all of these things, but I'm going to go 10 times deeper. So that Monday after all of this stuff is happening, I'm conscious, I'm aware. I'm opening up space, I'm really allowing myself to put Anita first, I get a message from my siblings. And my ego really, really wanted to tell me, Anita, this is too soon to talk about this. Anita, you can't be saying that or doing that, but oh my gosh, when I tell you all that I had no idea what was coming um and what that message meant and what it was going to mean i knew it was essential for me to talk about it not only for myself to voices to look at it but also that i know that this is just going to give so many people in this community permission um and the thread was about my dad so when i was reading all these messages and noticing that it was only my siblings in this thread and uh, mind you, there are six of us, I realized that we were in a position where we had to start really, really setting some strict boundaries with my dad. So I'm not sure if I ever shared this on the podcast. And again, I had a lot of like fear even speaking about it, but I just know that this is time to talk about it, is that my dad is an alcoholic. And so when I became conscious and aware of all the things that were coming on, right? And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm trying to save my family members. I'm trying to save all this. And that thread showed me that one, we have to start setting some strict, strict boundaries with my dad. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But you know, is it really that bad? Is it really that bad? And again, there's never been any like physical abuse. And like, if anything, it's all emotional and habits and actions and things that were coming to the surface over and over again. And we all were just conscious and aware that we've been enabling it. And I was like, holy sheesh, wait, 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 you're telling me that it's taken me this long to see something that is right in front of me. And this is the first time that we've ever talked about it. Like us siblings, we've never had this conversation ever. And so when we started talking about boundaries, again, we're like, okay, like we're going to set some boundaries. What are those boundaries going to look like? And then we all had to become conscious. And, you know, the download just hit me. It's like, We had to become at peace with the worst case scenario in this situation, which was losing my dad. And when I say losing my dad, I don't mean physically, right? That wasn't the fear that was coming up for me. I mean, not having communication with him anymore. Oh oh my gosh. When I tell you all, I have never looked at this. I have never, ever thought about that. Why would I do that? You know, why? You know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then once we all started talking about it and becoming conscious and aware and I started reaching out to other people who I've known who've been through the same situation, I realized that their situation was, quote unquote, not that bad. I always thought that maybe theirs is to an extent that's way different than mine. Their situation is different than mine. Oh, well, that's not. That's not. Um as bad as what I'm that's never happened to me, so you know, that doesn't count. Oh my gosh. When I tell you all, I stopped everything I was doing that day and I felt. I felt and I felt and I felt and I cried and I mourned my dad even though he's still here. Even though we haven't even had this conversation yet and I just let it go. I just let it go and I released it and I told myself that I'm not going to save anymore. I'm not going to put myself last just to help somebody else who isn't ready to be saved. I'd be so happy and grateful if that person were to come to the surface and want to change today. But if not, that's okay too. And once I release that, and I felt it, and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote, and I cried and I screamed, and I watched a movie that really related to this. It all just felt like a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. And so, what it reminded me of in this moment was Mr. Miyagi, right? He was giving you all those little tools and all those resources, right? So that when that moment came, you would know what to do. And this was my moment. This was my karate kick last push that I needed to do to really, really not only just set myself free, but give myself permission to feel and know that this actually has nothing to do about my dad, just the stories that I picked up. So with that, I'm going back to my Grinch reference. And I'm going to point out this little part in the movie where the Grinch from his childhood, zero 7 to seven to zero, seven years old, picked up his story that he hated Christmas. So There was my moment. That is what I cracked open. Was my little Grinch baby picking up stories that I needed to save my dad, that I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to feel love. And only if I can save my dad, then I am worthy, then I am good enough. And so I was able to really break this down and say, wait. Anita, you're already here. You're already worthy. You don't need to save anybody. You don't need to prove yourself. You're already loved. And instead of reaching for this external validation from my relationships, from my clients, from my social media, I just gave it to myself. And oh my gosh, the results of this, the results of it, like I am so shook that I can even get up here and talk about this right now because that's actually another one of my fears of going viral or being on stage or talking about this in a TED talk. How am I ever going to talk about this if I can't stop crying every single time that I talk about something that has really hurt me? And I had no idea that this was all stemming from that. So recapping on these stories and this life lesson and how this may or may not apply to you. um, One is that you cannot fully love someone until you can fully accept them. And in my case scenario, I couldn't fully love my family members until I could really, really accept them for who they are, what's happening, and allow them to go through their own path, their own journeys, and the number one way that I did that was releasing them and loving them from a distance. So again, I'd be very, very grateful if I get to have all of my family members here, you know, home for the holidays, this cabin trip that I've been manifesting for everybody, but I'd also be okay if I didn't. Second recap of this is that I'm not a victim, and I want to really commend Mitchell, who is in our group. Oops. <laughs> I want to commend Mitchell, who is actually in our Manifesting Money Academy group, and he is someone who really, really talks about that too, is that we're not victims of our circumstances, and that this is an opportunity for us to grow. Number three is that these are my stories, that I picked up from my experiences in how I perceive things as a child. Andy also put me on this book. It is called Spirit Junkie by Gabby Bernstein. Oh my gosh, I love this book. I'll put it in the show notes and on our newsletter this month. Um, But wow, does this resonate with everything that I have been going through and conscious of and aware of and I thought it was really really interesting because in the in the book with Gabby Bernstein um, she talks about how her dad was like always there for her but when she developed the story as a kid and that she didn't get enough of his attention or what it felt like when he was super proud of her that she became addicted to it. And I was like, holy crap. So definitely recommend that book with Gabby Bernstein. I'll put in the show notes. It's called Spirit Junkie. Um, and then last lesson I wanted to recap with this before I give you some step-by-step tangibles um, is that I just have so much time. Holy crap. I have like not only this new level of awareness, like it feels like everything I've ever learned, it was just like completely erased from my brain, everything that I thought I knew. No. 10 times deeper, 10 times more hyper conscious and aware of each and every decision that I make. And with that, I have more time because I'm not doing things to put other people first, texting that person back or posting this or doing that or reading that or not doing this. Like Every single decision I've been making has been out of like my heart instead of my head. And holy crap, I feel so free, not only in my body, but also just with my time. So those were the biggest lessons (laughs) or recap on some lessons. But now for some tangibles. Again, thank you all for holding space. Listen to this. I hope it resonates. I know it will. Um, But first step here, if you are somebody who is also setting boundaries with your loved ones, with your friends, with your families, with yourself. Here is a three-step process that you can start with and let me know what resonates. So step one, it is essential to get somebody else's perspective from the outside looking in. Holy crap, this will change your world. Again, I truly believe each and every person should have a coach. It's literally one of the most eye-opening experiences that you'll ever have. Um, so this may be a coach. This may be a therapist. Um, I'm only going to put those two out on the table right now because I really, really believe in working with somebody intimately for a long like, time frame, whether it's six months three months, a year, like having somebody on the outside looking in who's not, again, maybe even in the current circumstances that you are in will help so much. Two is to write everything down that you are becoming conscious of. So every single time that I do a journal prompt, whether I'm reflecting with a story or if I'm journaling about my day, I have just always been super, super grateful that I wrote things down because you will actually go through the same process over and over and over and over again until a cycle breaks. And so now that I'm not only conscious and aware of these things, like somebody's telling it to me, but I'm documenting it. I'm like, oh, that was actually the same as that pattern when I broke that cycle oh, I can see where it was happening so closely here. So one, I truly believe podcasts are a very amazing way to do that. But two, just writing everything down. Again, I love journaling, physically typing things, making stories um, and releasing all of the judgments around my thoughts. And I would say, journaling or not journaling I would say writing these experiences down have really really allowed me to release that judgment around what I'm doing or saying but it's also really helping me become conscious of did I make that decision out of my head or my heart my ego or my intuition was I trying to save someone there was I trying to save myself what was really going on And I'm just so grateful that I wrote those things down because even in the moment when I didn't know what was going on, I can look back now and I can see it. And step three of creating these boundaries is to decide. This word is so powerful. When you decide, there is a part of you that dies. And again, you have to accept that. And you have to love it and not judge it and not try to force it or change it and just really allow that process to happen so that you can create small actionable steps to help you maintain that decision. So again, third step is to decide and create small actionable steps to help you build this new habit, this new action this new version of yourself based off that decision. One more recap. these three steps are of setting these boundaries is one, get somebody from the outside looking in to help you. Two become conscious aware of these patterns, releasing your judgment and just writing it down. If you think something is local crazy, okay, write that down. <laughs> We're gonna want to look at that. Um, and then three. And then step three is to make that decision and follow through with creating those small actionable steps, right? You don't need to go zero to a hundred, but you can really allow yourself to make that shift. So that wraps up this episode. Holy crap. I felt like that was a lot. I don't know if that was a lot for you, but if it was, I would love to hear about it on Instagram. Feel free to screenshot this, if it relates, if it helped you feel, if it, connected something from you, I'd love to know. You can tag me at info at manifesting. You can tag me on Instagram at manifesting money podcast. And I'm going to reference some really, really cool resources in the show notes. So again, the episode I did with my coach, Randy, I do believe that she's taking on one more coaching client so I'm going to put that in the show notes. If any of you have any questions either for me, for her, I highly recommend that you reach out to her, but I'll put that in the show notes. I'm also going to put the three-day manifesting money workshop in the show notes. So this is a workshop that we've created for people who are super, super new to this work, mind money mindset. And I plan on putting some bonus content in there specifically about the holidays so you're gonna hear about that more on the next episode but if you haven't already done the three-day workshop make sure you do so use code december for your discount and yeah i'm leaving things there oh thank you guys so much for holding space listening to this and i hope it resonates i'll see you in the next episode Thank you guys so much for tuning into the manifesting money podcast if this episode resonated with you or shifted your paradigm in any way shape or form please stop what you're doing right now and write us a review this simple act of kindness helps us get this podcast episode out to as many people as we possibly can and we also want to know what resonated with you and why so be sure to join our free facebook group that you can find in the show notes or tag us on instagram Either way, we love when you're in our energy and we love rewarding you for listening to the podcast. When you're ready to truly break down your money blocks and learn how to make money work for you, not the other way around, go to the show notes and learn how you can work with us and join our community of people who are making massive shifts in their finances. Thanks again for tuning into this episode and we cannot wait to share your testimonies. We'll see you in the next episode.